1: Welcome to One Pulling the fantasy Football Podcast, brought to you by Fateteams.com. I am your
2: humble host, Pete
1: Rogers, and I hate to break tradition, but I think it's time that I called someone out on this podcast, called them out for not being who they say they are. After much careful research, mainly comprised of reading the Ringers' Ryan Colangelo piece and watching way too much Westworld, I've come to the conclusion that Clark is just a Jadavion Clowny burner account in host form. Uh, and so, Clark, I will leave this to you to answer. Does your programming allow you to respond to this? Can you even process what I'm saying right now?
0: I feel like my human response is well capable of responding to this human. <laughs> Clark, Ooh. have
2: you ever questioned the nature of your reality?
0: <laughs> I feel like as like most of my human friends, yes, that is interesting <laughs> to me. Uh, <laughs> What's really sad about this is if I was a Jadavion Clowney burner account, I would probably have more followers than I have. Right now. <laughs> oh, man. Those porn bots aren't going to follow themselves. Porn
1: bro. bots aren't going to follow themselves. We are, of course, of course, I am joined uh, by Jeff Clark Barnes and Mr. Class Jordan Smith. Uh, it is proven that Clark is now just a robot. Jordan, on the other hand, is a true living person. Uh, and probably becoming very replenished. Are you able to call upon your Black Panther costume now fully to fully charged?
2: Yeah, definitely. It's like when you're playing a really long video game level and you get to the certain point where like a magic magician just rejuvenates all of your health and all of your weapons and attack power. That's exactly what this is. It's exactly what happens when Jordan returns to Green Bay and and taps back into
1: uh, Lambeau Field.
0: Great cheese, great beer, great football. I'm in. That's that's the motherland to me. I, I want to see it.
1: Um uh, I won't maybe we'll have a uh, RB one field trip. RB one podcast field trip to uh, Green Bay, Wisconsin. Uh and we I'm can... also
0: up for RB one field trip to Denver, but Pete, I him. have no interest in ever coming to Boston.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh few things have been made more apparent on this podcast than Clark's uh disapproval of of.
0: it's not that i don't love you
1: (laughs) it's just that boston is kind of a horrible place to be except i love it so suck it anyways uh we've got actually a fair amount to talk about today uh we are going to be talking about we're going to be ranking in fact doing a little power rankings here uh, about the top five must-haves for your fantasy football draft since I know it seems early, but, you know, some people are doing their drafts. We on fake teams are doing a mock right now. Uh, You know, if you uh, follow us on Twitter, fake teams at fake teams, you'll see that we'll be occasionally tweeting it out. It is very exciting as it slowly meanders its way. Uh, We are, I think, maybe finishing up the second round right now. Clark made the idiotic mistake of drafting a uh, Devonta Freeman instead of AJ green, who just fell comfortably into my lap and I will hold him to my bosom all season long. And it will be uh, a beautiful thing for, for myself to enjoy.
0: The point is there's only so many workhorse running backs out there and Devonta Freeman, I think is one of them. I think he's really undervalued this year. And as much as I love AJ green, which is way too much, I had to take the running back there.
1: Yeah. Well, you know what I had to do? Make the right pick. Uh, we also have some news that we will be tackling. Um, we have some sad news to start off the news cycle. Uh, and then a little segment that I'm going to be introducing because I'm the master of all segments. And then, of course, the biggest news um, on the on the uh, news waves is about our Super Bowl champion and the person who is currently leading this country. Anyways, um so, let's did Donald
0: Trump win the Super Bowl? Donald Trump
1: Super Bowl winner?
0: God, oh. what can't that guy do? You <laughs> right? Am I right, guys?
1: <laughs> Am I right? Oh man, let's uh let's do some news. Let's start off by pouring some out uh, for the old 49ers tight end Dwight Clark who passed away Monday at the Old age, not even old, 61. 60 old's not th- 61's not that old. Though I just saw I saw a I saw a uh, article that was saying the average lifespan in America is like mid seventies, like that's that's the like life expectancy in the US, which is kind of upsetting because I was expecting on making it well past my mid seventies, but clearly uh that's not coming for me as an American.
0: I think fantasy
1: analysts generally live a little longer, Pete. Oh, okay, so. that's that's encouraging. That's encouraging. Um, Dwight Clark, of course, is most well known for the catch uh, in which he caught Joe Montana's last-second touchdown pass to win the 1981 NFC Championship Game, upsetting the Tom Landry Cowboys. Uh, I, of course, was not alive for this, but that catch is very monumental in the history of the NFL and it's still a miraculously good play. Um, and it's always sad when a uh, when anyone dies. So out.
0: What sticks out to me with uh, what I'm seeing kind of on the Twitter sphere with this death is Dwight Clark was relatively young for someone who was affluent and had access to good medical care. And a lot of people have been talking about how he died of things that people feel are related to getting hit repeatedly in football. And so I think it's, I think it's spurring a lot of good conversation about what these guys are sacrificing by, by playing football. And I feel like if you sign up for something and you want to do it and you know, the risks and you still decide to do it, that's great. But I think we're doing a much better job of letting everyone know what those risks are. So I think the good thing that comes from this is there's been some good conversation about, you know, uh, (laughs) did he die so early? uh, And in such a, Tragic way because he played football
1: and also just with the, with the added attention given to brain damage and CTE and the added research that goes in, hopefully it's allowing the NFL to provide players with better information about what to expect when they come into the world of football. But sadly at that point, uh, you know, after playing middle, you know, middle school, high school, college, uh, they might've already damage might already be done.
0: The NFL has no interest in
1: that's giving these true.
0: guys information about football. And, and and that's not even so bad or terrible. We shouldn't rely on the NFL to give us that information. I hope people realize they need to go to doctors and other incredibly smart people not paid by the NFL to get their information on these things.
2: Yes, non-team doctors. Yes.
0: Right, the coal industry doesn't have a lot of black lung
1: material, you know. <laughs> like, let's not. It makes sense. Yes, you wouldn't. To, you wouldn't really want to publish uh, things that go against your bottom line. Moving on, uh, mini camps have started, uh, and with it, there's a whole bunch of juicy one-liners coming out. So, I decided to introduce a new segment, new segment that I call "Quotes from mini and these are just a bunch of quotes thrown into headlines on NFL.com that I'm going to list off without actually having read the articles. So I'm believing everything that's in the headline. Uh, and then we can discuss. This I'm rubbing one- off on you. Exactly. I'm so glad. exactly how, how Clark reads the news. Um, so let's do this. Jay Ajayi hopes to, quote, just go bull in Eagles' lead RB role.
0: I... Have a history of falling in love with people, and so that's what I feel about them for their entire career. Uh, Jay Ajayi slipped in the draft because people were worried about his knee and what that might do for him long term in the NFL. He went to the Dolphins and played very, very well, and then was cut mysteriously by an incredibly shitty team, and then started and then went and played for the team that won the Super Bowl. And he looked good doing it, even though he transitioned to that team halfway through the season, which I feel like f- football is certainly one of the most difficult sports to do that in. I uh, I believe that Jay Ajayi is good, and maybe he only has a seven-year career because of his injury, but he's really good. And so I am very excited about someone talking about Jay Ajayi getting 350 touches a year. This is huge. I love Jay Ajayi. If someone will just give him the damn ball,
1: I think he can be another workhorse back for us. Clark is bull on Jay Ajayi. Just going bull for the Eagles. Telesco, colon, quote, we'll see if Gates will return to the Chargers. Coleman, colon, Falcons, quote, gonna use me more this year. And this is where I tell Robot Clark to suck it and
2: what kind of beer I want for my six-pack. I think Tevin Coleman's a good back, and to kind of, I mean, Devontae Freeman, you kind of forget that he is actually a smaller type of running back. Um, I guess to kind of reduce the stress and try to uh, reduce the injuries on Freeman, then that's that's just what you got to do. That's a good call to use Tevin Coleman more. Um, Especially in the passing game, you see a lot of teams around the league now just wanting to, deploy two backs just consistently. You know, you never know who really is going to get the most carries any given Sunday. Uh,
0: Tevin Coleman's not that good. If Devonta Freeman gets injured, then Tevin Coleman, you definitely want him to start for you. Otherwise, he's just eating into a much better backs workload.
1: But the Falcons don't feel that way.
0: Yeah, we'll see. They felt that way last year. Uh. The camp talk is different from the in-season usage, so.
1: Crabtree on leading the Ravens, colon, quote, I don't have a choice. All <laughs> oh, for <fuck's> sake. <laughs> Which is just so encouraging when your number one receiver is like, well, shit, I guess I got him.
0: <laughs> I mean, yeah, but couldn't you be a little bit more diplomatic? Oh, I love it. Like, I he love he it. is the best receiver for them, sure, like, I like Crabtree. He's very good. Of course, he's their best receiver.
2: Oh, it's perfect. Where my question comes in is, is he talking about just leading the receiving core or just leading the Ravens on offense? Because that doesn't bode well for uh, their longstanding quarterback or anybody else who might be considered a, quote, veteran of the Ravens. That's just a little (laughs) alarming in that case. I love it. Titans, Walker, colon, I'm the
1: best tight end in the league. I think he's the only tight end. I
0: think he's the only tight end that's ever returned a kick for a touchdown.
1: It's fair. We'll give him that. You're the best. Amended headline. Titans Walker colon. I'm the best tight end at returning kicks for touchdowns in the league.
0: I also love Delaney Walker and he has been a fantastic sneaky pick for, like, the past four years. Oh, he's an amazing
1: so. fantasy guy. Don't get me wrong. Super good. Pagano, colon, luck, quote, got me more years than I deserve, to which I say, no shit, Sherlock. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the most obvious headline of the offseason, right there.
0: Seconded. Uh, can I be so bold to say the only reason Tony Dungy coached for 10 years was Peyton Manning? Yeah, they yeah, kind of have a history of
1: that. Please be just as bold.
2: Mayfield, colon, Quote, I've never seen anyone like wide receiver Josh Gordon. I'm buying it. I love Josh Gordon, and also Baker Mayfield has only thrown two college wide receivers. So, of course, probably. So it adds up. It adds up.
1: You know, the difference between a collegiate receiver and a professional wide receiver is noticeable. It's good to know.
0: And Josh Gordon is on that Martavis Bryant level of they just do not make a lot of dudes that tall that can run that fast so yeah Yeah. i believe that and feel like that's true yeah
1: he's also on that martavis bryant level of you don't know if he's going to be suspended but if he's not suspended he's really freaking good at football he's got the knucklehead factor for sure but he is an absolute freak oh yeah athletically and then our last quote from minicamp Ebron expects to play Ertz in Rice offense because
2: who doesn't love a little Eric Ebron revival piece? I can't wait to watch Ebron drop a ton of passes this year. So I'm torn on this one. I feel
0: like Eric Ebron is a pretty good football player, but going to Indianapolis, competing with Jack Doyle for touches, like... Jack Doyle's also a really good football player. They're going to be able to potentially run really good two tight end sets. I, I, I am really confused about how this is going to break out in Indy.
1: And that's quotes from minicamp. So there you go. Just a little. Good little segment. Yeah. Thanks. Good segment thanks. Thanks. I do. My, I do what I can. Um, Of course, the biggest news this week uh, is Trump, who's our what, Kellyanne Connolly?
2: President of the United States and the commander of cheese.
1: So our commander of cheese uh, this week was the spoiled birthday kid who throws a hissy fit and cancels the party when all the cool kids don't want to show up. uh, After a number of Eagles players stated that they would not be attending the event. Trump, of course, then said, well, you know what? If you're not attending, you're all disinvited because that'll show those uh, anti-patriot bastards Um Trump's Trump's reasoning for it, of course, is that the Eagles uh, don't didn't show didn't respect the flag and didn't respect uh, the national anthem. And many of them kneeled. And of course, Fox rolled a clip of multiple players praying before a game, pretending that they were kneeling uh, for for the anthem. It's a whole lot of hogwash um, and in multiple Eagles people have already spoken out against this. Malcolm Jenkins did a whole press conference, well, not a press conference, but in an interview in a locker room. He didn't even speak. He just held signs up, which if you go to his Twitter page, you can read what they say, talking about uh, police brutality and the unfairness towards African-Americans in the United States of America. Um it's it's gotten just absurd and and then in in replacement of this trump had a whole patriotic day where for all the people who came where he couldn't remember the words to whatever god bless america um so patriotism is truly atop the list in in trump's trump's world right now
2: yeah the big losers of the week i wouldn't even say it's trump for being petty or the eagles for not going to the white house it's the nfl because they are kowtowing to what this administration wants they made this quote huge huge big quotes around the word compromise to have the nfl players for this season stay in the locker room if they don't want to be out for the national anthem but guess what they are just being attacked by this administration anyway, because the 35% of the country that uh, wants to vote for Trump is their main focus. That's all they're worried about. They're not worried about mass appeal to get everybody. They're going for their base and that's what they've got. And Trump is just going to keep on attacking the NFL and he, the NFL is just going to look stupid continually.
0: Uh, So this week, Trump's lawyers just casually asked, can Trump pardon himself? (laughs) Uh, Meaning can the highest office in America excuse himself from any wrongdoing? Uh, You political fans may know that the president can pardon people for anything at any time. And you may also know that uh, famously, a few years ago, Richard Nixon's lawyers asked, yes. <laughs> can I pardon myself? Question mark And the just, the Justice Department came back emphatically and said, "No, you can't f-ing pardon yourself. You're a president. You're not the goddamn king." <laughs> so uh, that is going on while sports fans have been entertaining Trump being mean to the eagles so i would like to just point out how this is a giant distraction just just how almost everything this president has done is a giant distraction and i am not a partisan person this is just politics as usual but we're seeing it on a new level that's a little disconcerting to me with trump so uh this is just all a sideshow our president's lawyers asked if he could pardon himself this week. So let's roll that beautiful NFL
1: story. Shit's about to go down, baby.
2: That's yeah. the first thing an innocent person does, too, is ask if they can pardon themselves. Right,
1: totally. Oh, yeah, exactly. As the Russia investigation continues to move forward, it's like, so just a side note, just a side. Um, if things do come to light, can I pardon myself? Can I, mean, everything's I, can I just fine. I'm just curious. I'm
0: so mad.
2: President of the United States and the commander of cheese.
0: At least we have that. So breaking news, like, are people in Wisconsin upset that he has been superfluously given the commander in cheese title, which I feel is like a hard fought battle every year
2: yeah you can't take the commander in cheese title away from Mr. Aaron Rodgers he is the de facto leader of the Republic of Wisconsin Mm -hmm. and you can't just usurp that title from him
1: I feel like this is what's going to finally kick Trump out of office is Aaron Rodgers with the whole backing of the Green Day Packers fandom behind him
2: storming Washington and saying give back my commander of cheese title He won Wisconsin by a very small margin, and I think that margin might shrink. I think that margin might have just flipped. So, you know, (laughs) you got to
1: watch watch where your titles are, Trump. You're not Khaleesi over here. You only got one, and you're not doing it well. There's the news. God, we tackled not only football news, but also political news. Uh, Because that's just the world we live in now. You know, we can't stick to football because football isn't sticking to football. Nailed it. Now let's get into our power rankings, our top five must-haves for an NFL, a successful fantasy football draft. Uh, Obviously, if you are having your draft soon or if you're having your draft in a long, long time, this will be a perfect resource for you to call upon whenever you're planning that event to make sure that it is the perfect event for you and your guests so that you can have the most successful draft you could possibly imagine now we've each given our we've each ranked our own top five options and to be honest i only have four so i'm going to listen to what you guys rank at number five and maybe uh repurpose it for my number four because i've got a number five three and a two and a one but i don't got a four yet um the math checks out the math checks out that all adds to five um so let's start with you jordan jordan what is the fifth what's fifth on your list of the top five most important things to have at a fantasy
2: football draft? Okay. So this one's a little lame and I might catch some flack for it, but the fifth item that I have that I would want for my fantasy draft is a good supply of body armor, sports drinks. I know, I know it's football related stuff. You probably want some beers there, maybe some mixed drinks, depending on what time of day your draft is at, but I'm here to win. I want a sharp mind. I want to be hydrated well enough. And I don't want to be going to the bathroom because I've had six beers and I have to go every 10 minutes.
1: Jordan's got to stay sharp both physically and in the mind and in the bladder. I could not
2: disagree with that take more. (laughs) (laughs) That's why it's number five on the list.
1: Clark, what's your fifth top, uh, top five must have? So this is simple. The reason
0: it's number five is I shouldn't even have to say this. Perfect. Bring your goddamn
1: league dues. Oh, wow. wow. Well done, Clark. That's Don't a good make one.
0: the commissioner chase you down. They already have a completely thankless job herding cats, listening to everybody's f- feelings about drafts, times, and trades and all that crap all year. So just bring your money on draft day to just to help your commissioner out. That's
2: really That's good. That's
1: excellent. That's a very I'm- good point.
2: It's 2018, and I'm sorry, but if you don't have like some sort of cash payment app on your phone, then I don't really want to hang out with you. I don't want to go yeah. to dinners with you. I don't want to share a ride with you. Come on.
0: All of that counts. Just be paid up by the time you pick Ezekiel Elliott 101.
1: Boom. I'm going to I'm going to take my number five, move it to number four, and because Clark's point was so good, uh, I'm going to piggyback on it as well and say, "Pay your dues," or if you don't have dues, um, why not pay a couple of compliments to the commissioner for organizing everything? You know, politeness is a must-have at a fantasy football draft. Before the draft starts, once the draft starts, all hell breaks loose. Everything is on the table. Before the draft, we're polite. You say, thank you. Thank you for organizing this, Mr. Commissioner. And Mr. Commissioner says, you're welcome, everyone. Now let's do this. Jordan, number four.
2: Number four. This one's a, a little lame too, but if you're a believer in juju or lucky charms, I say you have to have some apparel to wear mm. of your favorite football team. Um get, this, again, shows some of your allegiance in case you have to draft a rival because you're there to win, you're there to win. Um, and at the same time, it might throw some of your fellow drafters off the trail a little bit. You know, if they see you sitting behind there in the fifth round and Aaron Jones is still on the board, they might reach a little to grab somebody like that. So, Except, for, except Jordan, for you, when you show up to your draft party, isn't just
1: everyone in Packers jerseys? Pretty much, yeah. Aaron <laughs>
2: Rodgers is a top three pick every time.
1: <laughs> do you ever do you ever just show up there in a Vikings jersey just to mess with everyone in there? Oh no blasphemy.
2: Have you ever never. worn a Vikings jersey? I have never worn the NFL jersey of another team. Wow. Of any other team. Well, I'll actually scratch that. I had plenty of jerseys when I was like a little kid. Right. But, but before before allegiances were made, before blood turned green. Yes, before I started putting my money up for
1: fantasy purposes. Wow, (laughs) that's impressive. Clark, have you ever worn... I'm trying to think what would even constitute as the Texans' rival. I've only
0: ever worn (laughs) one team's jersey because I've only ever bought a DeAndre Hopkins jersey.
1: Well, there you go. That would do it.
0: Now, I used to love Alonzo Morning back in the day. I had a morning jersey. I I used to love a lot of basketball guys back in the day, but... No football jerseys. Dude, no one, of my, Campbell, you
1: know? one of my greatest possessions is an old Tracy McGrady Raptors jersey back when they had the
2: giant Raptors logo and the purple jerseys. I love that jersey. Dude, that is I a used, beautiful prize. Clark, I used to have a Stevie franchise Houston Rockets jersey. Oh, that's it was oh, great.
0: That touches <laughs> me in a, in
2: a
1: good place. In a good place. That's number four touching in a good place. Number four must have in a fantasy football draft. Clark, number four. Uh,
0: So number four for me is uh, bring a draft sheet or otherwise be prepared. Mm -hmm. Don't be the person that doesn't know what's going on and that holds up the draft because you're not crossing guys off your list because you don't know who's picked who because you don't know whose turn it is. Like everyone got together for the draft. Don't be the guy that holds up the draft. Come prepared.
1: I'm laughing because my number four is the exact opposite of that. My number four must have for a fantasy football draft is that one guy who doesn't know what they're doing because it just makes the draft so much more exciting. I agree with you, Clark, that they need to be prepared, but, but you can definitely have someone who, who's cares so little or has so is so confused of what the world is going on around them that they'll just like, Oh, ah, this person sounds cool. Click pick. And then they turned out to like pick Aaron Rodgers at the first overall pick, and everyone's like, "Oh, that sh- ruins everything!" And then they pick Denver's defense in the second round, and you're like, "Well, okay, you you don't know what you're doing, and this is just adding chaos and confusion." There's, I did it. This happened a couple years ago. My brother, we were looking to make a twelve, make it a twelve-man league, and my brother joined on. Hold on, hold just, on,
0: hold on, hold on. Do you mean your actual brother, or do you mean like someone you're really close to?
1: Oh no, my, I mean my actual brother. Okay, just curious. My actual brother joined on. And he has never watched football, doesn't know anything about football. And his draft strategy was just completely random. You know, he would just kind of click on names that he knew. And it was beautiful because he would select he would select players somehow going – because he would just abide by, you know, just a draft order, right? Mm-hmm. And somehow when you're like watching this player come down to you, like fall to you, and they get taken a pick ahead of you by someone who doesn't know what they're doing – somehow it's even worse than if they were taken ahead of you by someone who knew what they were doing. Because at least like, you know, if someone who you're like, did all your research on, you're like, Ooh, Alvin Kamara is going to be this super sneaky pick. I'm going to get him in the seventh round. This is going to be awesome. No one's going to know what hit them. And if Alvin Kamara goes a pick ahead of you to someone who's like done their research too, you're like, well, at least tip at the cap. Good for you. You've done your research as well. But if they, if Alvin Kamara goes a pick ahead of you, because someone who's done no football research knows nothing is just like Oh, the computer tells me I should pick Alvin Kamara right now. I'll pick Alvin Kamara. You're like, what? No, damn you.
2: That happened a lot last or two years ago, and it was fantastic. It was beautiful. I love it. I love the chaos it instills. See, I have a a similar code of conduct when it comes to first year players, but like if they're about to draft somebody and they didn't know that that player tore their ACL like a week ago and is going to be out, then. I'll tell them if it's their first time ever playing fantasy football. And I'm like, you know what? I kind of want you to continue playing this because it's fun. And I don't want your first experience to be sour, but if it's somebody who I've been playing with for years and they just haven't kept up on the news, sorry, you're drafting ACL injury. Your fault.
0: I love people whose checks clear and they don't know what they're doing.
1: And that's all that matters.
0: Like, I love playing poker. I'm a huge poker fan. This weekend, I played some poker against some people who didn't know what they're doing and I lost because, (laughs) hey, man, sometimes you lose, right? Like, no no matter how good you are, sometimes you lose, but I will take that bet every time, knowing that I'm going to win 85% of the time. So I love playing with people who pay on time and don't know what they're doing.
2: It's the best recipe, recipe for success. Jordan, number three. Number three, and this one might be a little bit controversial too, but I say foods that don't require hand washing after you eat them. Uh, So for example, I'm talking pretzels, uh, some cheeses because I'm from Wisconsin, crackers or anything you can eat with a toothpick. So you can even have those little weenies if you Mm -hmm. want, as long as you're not dipping your index finger and your thumb into a giant slow cooker.
0: No, There's a lot crazy. of head nodding going on for people that aren't watching the podcast. A lot of agreement, <laughs> going on.
2: a lot of agreement there, a lot of yeah. agreement to see the fantasy draft is different from watching an NFL game where you're going to want your nacho cheese and you know, your seasoned chips. You don't want your fingers covered with seasoning when you're on the clock and you only have precious time to spare and you're compromising your technologies with your grubby little fingers. Just Keep it clean, keep it simple, and save the greasy food for uh, when the season starts. Love it. Perfect. Clark, number three! I mean, I don't abide by those rules, (laughs) but
0: (laughs) really courteous of everyone else to do that. Uh, My next one is very much in that same vein. Light beer. Mm. The draft is going to be, hopefully, if you have a fun crowd... It's going to be a long process. You don't want to get hammered by round three. So get off your IPA high horse and draft drinking a nice, refreshing Pilsner a la Lone Star Coors Light Bud Light. It's fine. Light beer for the long haul
1: and hydrate. Wise words from Clark. Um, My number three is a combination of, well, really it's just Jordan's, but... Uh, it's a spe- it's a specific meal that you can do with your fingers, but we won't because that's you know barbaric. We make these. Let's into- keep this PG thirteen, Pete. We make these into sandwiches. Uh, pulled pork. We did it this year for our Super Bowl party, and a it was delicious. And b if you have a uh, crock pot, super easy to make, uh, and it's an e- super easy. You Just get buns, you pull off of it, you can have just endless food, uh, and it's so filling. It nicely sits in you, and it just feels like the right meal to have. So I've become a staunch pulled porker. So pulled pork is, an, is a must-have for a fantasy football draft.
0: Huge fan. So in Texas, we generally do uh, brisket is kind of like the claim to fame for yes. Texas. But pork shoulder is fantastic. And as you mentioned, you can put it in the crock pot. You can let it cook forever, and it's delicious. And then I highly recommend Hawaiian buns. Oh, I don't know yeah, if they have those yeah. everywhere, but yeah. – Very delicious. And you can kind of snack
2: on it. So Mm -hmm. it's
0: not like a whole meal. So great, great call, Pete. Thank
2: you. you. Jordan, number two! So I'm actually going to jump to my number one because I feel like I can't talk about number two without spoiling number one anyway. So I'm I'm just going to go with number one. My most important item that I have to have for a fantasy draft is Google Spreadsheets because you get to um, have easy access to cross off names as the draft is going along. So you're not sitting behind on a ESPN sheet looking, Oh, was so-and-so taken so-and-so taken. Um, if you're a lunatic like me, you've already mapped out a fantasy rankings and you can adjust them as the summer goes along or even in the days leading up to the draft. Um, and this enables draft responsibility. If you're making your own rankings, you're not relying on somebody else to have some sort of insight. You're not looking at like the uh, Todd McShays or whoever ESPN's fantasy expert is.
1: Or, you know, anyone at faketeams.com's rankings.
2: Yeah. And yeah. when you start Anyways, your yeah. league out two and seven, you're not yelling at us on the Twitter sphere, asking us why we have Devonte Freeman up so high. Um, and it's just practicing good draft responsibility for yourself.
0: I love that. Um, One of the things I mentioned earlier was bring a draft sheet. And I think you should definitely bring your own draft sheet uh, because what Jordan outlined, like, I I love Brad Evans and I love how everyone yells at Brad Evans because they take his advice and then they get mad at him when he's wrong and then they don't give him credit when he's right. Uh, But bring your own draft sheet. So that you're the master of your own destiny. And then also, I think uh, a sneaky little trick is bring the worst ADP sheet available so that you can give it to everyone else. So Mm. that everyone else is drafting off of like some shitty site's (laughs) ADP. I I don't want to disparage a site, but we all know sites that you look at them and you're like, there's just no freaking way that this is going to turn out make sure you print out a dozen of those and make sure that you make them available
2: to your league mates. Um, As somebody who gets asked for fantasy advice quite frequently, I'm like, you know what? It may take some years to develop the skill, but start creating your own spreadsheets. Yeah.
0: I, I, again, I don't want to, like, say anyone's name, but when people ask me, like, whose name do you use for sheets, I pick, like, the worst analyst I know, and I just give them that
1: person. <laughs> oh, oh, Clark just lets it slip. Someone's about to get roasted on the podcast. Clark, number two. Uh, number two for me is cheese.
2: President of the United States and the commander of cheese. Naturally. Yeah.
0: There there has to be Cheese. So I, I'm in Texas. The, the normal way to have cheese with us is queso. You melt it, uh, some cheddar, some cotija, a little mozzarella, some cream, maybe even a little cream cheese. You get the mix right, and then you have some chips and queso. Second most important thing for drafts, cheese.
1: All right, my number two goes against exactly Clark's number three but god damn it i'm all about clearly i am all about just the absolute chaos fantasy draft because and i and i should say this is because most the only live draft that i do with ev- with people present is with this kind of with a group of my fa- like friends growing up uh, and it's just kind of there's no real money involved it's just kind of pride and even pride's not really involved it's just kind of for shits and giggles um but we always get together and My number two thing that you must have is plenty of double IPAs because nothing makes a draft better when you feel far tipsier than you expect after three beers and you glance down and you see that your can is a 9% beverage and then you're like, oh, shit, this makes the draft a lot more interesting. It led to my fiance drafting Blake Bortles a couple of years ago as her starting quarterback. Great. Loved it. It's led to me selecting many players like Clark alludes to. Clark always talks about how he falls in love with the player, then overdrafts them. When I am a couple beers deep in fantasy football, I am just like, it's happening. This is it. I can feel it. Sony Mitchell gone, third round happening. Um, So I love that. Yeah. It's just, I'm just all about the just kind of crazy, chaotic fantasy draft where the next morning you look back on it and you're just like, oh, these teams are so bad. <laughs> no one knows what they're doing. And then we all end up, you know, the waiver wire and free agency and trades and all of that balance the
2: teams out. And everyone's got good teams, but it just makes the whole draft process all the more exciting. We've all been there with the draft beer goggles. Mm. At night, our, our draft grade looks like an A and we wake up in the morning and it's a, it's a soft C. It's, it's a <laughs> solid D minus.
0: <laughs> oh, guys, no. I have I have never <laughs> woken up regretting my team. I will never woke up. <laughs> I will create a narrative about how this C plus team is gonna win the championship. I love the pivot of if you're not gonna drink light beer, pivot to the nine and a half. if, if you're not it's kind of like if you're not gonna do zero r b, do zero wide receiver. Right. I love that like pick one.
1: And run with and it. And roll with it and just see what happens.
0: Yeah, my number six was uh enjoy light beer, but have uh have some whiskey available uh for those later rounds. But yeah, that's number six. So it Whiskey's did make the cut.
2: A very light beer. See, this is where <laughs> cultivating your own spreadsheet comes in handy. You already go in with a game plan, you have your rankings <laughs> in there, you yeah. can be blackout and already know how you're gonna <laughs> pick in the summer jordan i have
0: to agree with you and in all seriousness uh i love my drink and setting up your spreadsheet before you get there can really help check <laughs> can really your make draft. <laughs> especially like in your hundo 50 leagues and like your big leagues oh like, boy okay like it's good to have fun and all but you'll want to make sure you're not drafting sony michelle in the third round That's Woo! yeah yeah
2: it's like giving your friend or your sober friend your phone after your fourth round at the bar. Right. Exactly. Don't let me text my
0: ex-girlfriend. <laughs>
1: totally
2: draft Doug Martin in the fifth.
0: I
1: love Doug Martin. I know you do. Oh, but no. That's, something, oh, that's no. exactly something drunk clerks gonna do, yes. and he's
0: gonna love it. The narrative is gonna be amazing. That's how Doug Martin becomes a seventh-round
1: pick instead <laughs> of a 12th-round pick is <laughs> because of the drinking. Exactly. That's why it's fun. Uh, Jordan, you said you already gave us your number one, uh, and when you gave us your number two. So, Clark, number one must-have for your fantasy football draft. So, the number one, bring the noise. Have
0: fun. This is the dumbest experience in humanity ever. Have fun at your draft. Don't be hunched over your spreadsheets and don't be taking this so seriously like have fun with your friends have some beers or if you don't enjoy having beers like just enjoy the camaraderie that is fantasy football like we only get one draft a year and this is the most pointless endeavor in humanity (laughs) ever so just enjoy it have fun with it don't take this shit so seriously like have fun and bring it and talk shit to your friends and when they talk shit to you be nice and like just man just enjoy it this is such a great little such a great little thing that we have
1: my number one is the exact same thing it's have make sure everyone's in the room together drafting with people spread across the country is just it's just not fun because you your smack talk gets lost on the chat messages and no one's really engaging or talking and just kind of like the pics come in and you're just like blah but when everyone's together and everyone's feeding off of each other the shit talking is just everywhere you're relentlessly mocking people and yeah it's just like clark said i mean it is it's the most pointless pointless thing in human existence but it's so much fun um and so, yeah, so enjoy it. And, and having everyone together, I've had multiple drafts where it's everyone's been spread across the country. And we just had this last year. We had as many people as we'd ever had before in one room together. Uh, and it was just, it's exceptional. It's so
2: much more fun when everyone's there and present. Yeah, at the end of the day, we turned a game into another game. So just enjoy <laughs> yourself. Well said. So there yep. you go. There's a, uh, th- those are the,
1: Well, I guess if you total them up. I mean, we all kind of built off of each other, but it's about 15 things that you should have.
0: 37.
1: There's about 100 things that we've listed that you must have for your fantasy football draft to be successful. Um, So whether or not you're drafting right now or if you're drafting in a couple weeks, a couple months, right before the season starts in the end of August, beginning of September. uh, These are all things that you can take into consideration to make sure that your draft is the most fun and most successful successful it can possibly be. So there you go. Uh, With that, uh, as always, make sure to follow, subscribe, rate us on iTunes or Stitcher. However you listen to us, we love you no matter what. Follow us on Twitter at RB One Podcast. Follow myself at Pete M. Rogers. Follow Clark at NFL Clark. Follow Jordan at Jordan underscore Smith twenty seven. Um, we will be back at you guys next week to continue the wonderful world of fantasy football discussions. Until next week.